Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You know where you are, and you should know who's talking to you right now. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And we're going to talk about a topic that I'm going to go ahead and call it super sexy. Now, the title you might not think, oh, geez, organized planning. What the hell is he up to now? But what I mean by sexy in that title is rich. This will make you rich. So grab a piece of paper. Better grab a legal pad. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to get through this information quickly. I know your time is valuable and your time is important, but I want you to make sure you take notes this week. I really want to make sure you focus on what I'm saying and more importantly, you apply it. Now, I was sitting there reading one of my favorite books, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and he talks about the topic or the subject matter of organized planning. That's one of the chapters in the book, actually, but more specifically, I want to drill that down. I want to talk about the subsection in that book, uh, inside that chapter, where he talks about planning the sale of services. And I hate to tell you, folks, you the, what we do as real estate investors, essentially, is we sell a service. I don't care if you're a wholesaler that is finding an opportunity and then selling it to an end buyer. If you're a realtor and you're making sure that somebody doesn't get screwed in a transaction, or maybe you are a uh, landlord that provides clean, safe, affordable housing to people in need, you're selling a service. That's really what you're doing. Even when you are a house flipper, you're still selling a service. And the service is you're fixing up the house. You're taking something ugly and crappy, and you're turning it into something that's nice that somebody could move into and live into, live happily ever after. So I want you to think about what you do for this episode as a service. And, and stay with me here because this is important. Now, over the last couple of years, of being the host of America's favorite podcast about cash flow investing, I've had the opportunity to witness and participate in tons of mistakes as they pertain to mindset challenges. Granted, I've made mistakes that aren't mindset related, but I want to talk today about the ones that were mindset related. Now, in the book, Mr. Hill mentions the sale of ideas, which happens to be one of the ways that I've achieved financial freedom. I want to read this to you real quick. It'll only take a second. He goes on to talk about, uh, it should be encouraging to know that practically all the great fortunes began in the form of compensation for services or from the sale of ideas. What else except ideas and services would one not possessed of property have to give in return for riches? And what he means by that line, guys, is that uh, if you don't have anything to sell a physical, tangible, tangible product, what else do you have besides a service or a, serv or a sale of an idea? That is how you think about building riches. He goes on to talk about, uh, broadly speaking, there are two types of people in the world, leaders and followers. Decide at the outset whether you intend to become a leader in your chosen calling or remain a follower. Very important point there, boys and girls. Decide up front, are you going to continue to be a, are you going to seek your seek out to be a leader or are you going to be okay with being a follower? And understand this, being a follower, deciding to be a follower is not a bad thing. It's absolutely not a bad thing. I will go on to say his next sentence talks about the difference in compensation is vast. A follower, listen to me now, folks, a follower cannot reasonably expect the compensation to which a leader is entitled, although many followers make the mistake of expecting such pay. Is this you? Are you the person that got into the real estate space thinking you do the bare minimum that you wouldn't talk to anybody and you'd make the same money as, well, I do or so anybody else you can think about who's successful in the real estate space? Are you the real estate agent? that ran out and got your broker's license because you were trying to impress your future clients into thinking that you're entitled to some additional compensation because you have a broker versus a salesperson's license. Are you the wholesaler that talks up a good game about all the deals you've done? In reality, you don't have diddly squat. Think about this, folks. I can tell you this. If you decide to take the follower role, 
you have to also consciously accept the fact that you're simply not going to make a leader's salary, a leader's paycheck. That's just not how things work. But like I said, there's nothing wrong with being a follower because there's a place for followers all throughout real estate. And frankly, there's more room for followers and to some degree, depending on your mindset, than there is for leaders. That's one way of thinking of it. The other way of thinking of it is if you think, well, maybe the market's too saturated. Maybe there's, there's already too many leaders in my market. I hear this in the Tampa Bay market all the time. Well, there's already too many people out there kicking ass and taking names. Really? Well, for every person kick out there kicking ass and taking names, there are 500 people that are sitting home on the couch bitching that they're poor, not doing a damn thing, waiting for their next food stamp to come in. So there are differences in everything, folks. He goes on to say, it's no disgrace to be a follower. On the other hand, it's no credit to remain a follower. Most great leaders began in the capacity of followers. They become great leaders because they were intelligent followers. With few exceptions, people who cannot follow a leader intelligently cannot become efficient leaders. I'm going to read that one again. With few exceptions, people who cannot follow a leader intelligently cannot become efficient leaders. So if you're the type of person that says that you're unemployable, that you simply cannot work for somebody else, if that's your mindset, then you're going to have a tough time growing into being a leader. Just because you want to be in charge doesn't make you a leader. Now, I've talked to several people, hundreds of people, I should say, in the real estate space or the people that are trying to get a break in real estate. They're trying to take that leader role, but their mindset is the only reason they're doing this is to be self-employed so nobody can tell them what to do. You see, they skipped over the part where it says, most great leaders began in the capacity of followers. They were intelligent followers. Here's a little tidbit for you. Every time I've worked a job in my life, I've always made like top employee, salesperson of the month, employee of the year, yada, yada, yada. I was a fantastic employee. Why is that? Because to some degree, I had to learn to become and be okay with becoming an intelligent follower. I found people in the organization that I looked up to wherever I was working, and I applied the principles that I've been taught by my parents and by my peers and the people I look up to, and I became an outstanding employee. By becoming an intelligent follower, success, when I became self-employed and rolled into that leadership role, became easier for me. And I'll even say this, before I was self-employed, when I actually did punch a clock, I got promoted quickly. I became a leader very quickly because I was an intelligent follower. So ask yourself this question, are you an intelligent follower or not? And if you're not, well, here's the good news. You can make adjustments and solve that. Now, in the book, he goes on to say, people who can follow a leader most efficiently are usually those who develop into, into leadership most rapidly. I'm going to say it again. People who can follow a leader most efficiently are usually those who develop into leadership most rapidly. An intelligent follower has many advantages. Among them is the opportunity to acquire knowledge from the leader. That being said, if you're one of these stubborn pricks that just thinks you need to be in charge because you, when you were in school, you're one of those people that had the orange vest with a little badge because you were the, uh, the, the hall monitor or the, you were a crossing guard or something like that. If you're, your zeal to be, your, your quest to be in charge is so overpowering that you simply can follow no one. Well, guess not. Guess what? You're going to be disappointed. You're not going to be able to effectively lead anyone, which means you're going to have to either be okay being friggin' miserable or you're going to have to make radical changes. Now, in this subject, in this section, I'm going to talk more about leadership because I think this is an important point in, in future episodes. But here I want to talk about the sale of ideas more specifically. 
Because you have to fall into, to be effective as a person who sells ideas, which is how I make most of my money, by the way, guys. That's how I get my sellers on board with terms. That's how I raise private money, is by the sale of ideas and concepts. I come up, I listen to their problems, and I help them come up with solutions that happen to benefit all of us. You might be wondering what I mean by that. So I'm going to give you some examples. For many, many years, I was what they call a freight broker. Now, yes, I did have tractor trailers running. I had 13 of them, 12 of them, something like that. I don't remember. Running up and down the highways, I had those trucks leased. I had a couple of trucks that I owned, and several of them were, were owner-operators that leased or basically ran under my license, delivering freight all over the country. But my primary way of making money was that of being a broker, which means basically I was the person that sold information. And what do I mean by information? Information is where the where the loads were. In other words, the truck drivers came to me because I was the one that had access to the freight they could haul to make a living because they were paid by the job or by the mile. And I had access to know where all the loads were, the available freight was. On the flip side of that, shippers, people that had things to ship, manufacturers, people that had heavy equipment, lumber, steel, whatever it may be, they need to get their stuff, sh- their stuff shipped. It made more sense for them to come to me as a one-stop shop. I would then connect them indirectly with the trucks that would haul the freight. You see how I'm selling information on both sides. Drivers coming to me looking for loads to haul. Shippers coming to me looking for drivers to haul loads. I'm the guy in the middle. So a perfect example of that is Mr. Manufacturer would, I would charge them, say, $3 a mile to haul equipment. And then I would find a driver to do it for $1.50 a mile. And I would keep the difference. So I'd make $1.50 a mile. The driver would make $1.50 a mile and everybody wins, right? I maintain uh, the proper licensure and insurances and the bonds and all that good stuff. I deal with collecting the money from the shipper. So I'm selling information, selling ideas. Same thing he talks about here in the book. Another example of that is when you're a realtor or, in fact, a wholesaler. I put myself out there as a practitioner, someone that helps other folks through their real estate transactions. Let's be honest. Buying and selling houses is not something that people do every day or apartment buildings or the like. So, for example, if you're somebody that's tired of wasting time looking for deals, quote unquote, then you reach out to Uncle Tyler and you tell me we have a good conversation. We find out what what your ideas are, what you're trying to accomplish. And I get my I inform my team and we find you cash flowing opportunities that make sense. Let's say you're looking for a home down in the Florida Keys because I happen to live down here now and you're looking for a nice home in the Florida Keys. And let's just say you don't feel like paying full value. For the house and you need a skilled negotiator well i'm that guy so i have the information keyword to know what triggers to pull what levers to pull to get sellers to sell us that house that you want to buy so bad for less money on the flip side i also have the information to help sellers get top dollar for their house when i represent the seller see how i'm selling information there that's exactly what i'm doing Sometimes I'm representing the buyer. Sometimes I'm representing the seller. It really depends on who's paying me. So if you're a guy or a girl that wants to buy real estate, whether it be investment or otherwise, and if I'm working for you as your buyer's agent or one of my agents are working for you as a buyer's agent, my job, our job, is to use that information to get you the best deal possible. Now, if you're the person that has this house to sell, You're going to rely on my expertise, the information that I have, the mistakes that I've made in the past and learned from in order to get you top dollar for your house. So you see what I'm providing here is a service. As a landlord, I have already gone out and taken a crappy property off the hands of a shitty landlord. 
and I fixed it up nice and we put new toilets in and new countertops and everything looks great. And we got rid of that nasty carpet, you know, the stuff that goes around the toilet. Yeah, we got rid of that. We put tile down. We make everything nice. We did the Jill Chef, Jill Chef colors and landscaping touch where she comes in and makes a crappy property look awesome. And everything's been landscaped and nice. So when you come home, you don't feel like a dirt bag. You feel like a respectable American because you have a nice place to live. And in turn, you take care of a nice place to live. Now, what does this all tie back to? It ties back to being a skilled negotiator, which, boys and girls, if you haven't noticed, is a form, a direct form of leadership. So when you learn and be receptive to becoming a leader in your marketplace and you fall in line with that concept, other people will view that the same way. When people call me to sell their homes, they view me as a market leader. They don't go and see what Zillow has to say. What they know is that word about town is that Tyler will get you top dollar for your real estate, especially if you're in the Florida Keys, because then I'm going to do some marketing that I really enjoy with the, more, the, the Wave Runner and maybe I'll run a boat and we'll send a film crew out there and we'll do all this cool stuff to get you top dollar. So if you're in the Florida Keys and you want to get top dollar for your property and you're tired of dealing with some old fart with a, with a glamour shot to sell your property, who doesn't, can't even spell marketing versus marketing, then you're probably going to call me because I've developed an expertise and I've put a team in place that has expertise. See, that's information that I have that you want. So think about how you could apply what we talked about today in your business. Again, you don't have to be the leader. You can absolutely be the follower. And if you're just getting started in real estate, you can sit there and find someone to learn from. You can read the books, put yourself out there, talk to people, Get in line behind a leader and be receptive to learn how to become a good leader. You're not, I don't believe that good leaders are born. It takes time. You don't come out of the womb running the show in the playground. That's not how it works. Although I guess there's some kids there that way. You will learn to become a leader if you're not one now. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. Get on a team and leverage the resources of other people. Learn the people that you want to be with that have the strengths that you lack. If leadership's not your gig, cool. Hook up with a team that has leader, a leader that is good at that. That's what they do. And reap the benefits. Just like maybe the leader is not a details person. And maybe you are a details person. And together, the two of you could build a powerhouse. Boys and girls, none of this is rocket science, but it takes action. It takes getting out of your own way, and it takes getting started. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.